Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. We're going to call timeout here because we lost Sean O'Brien. I don't care that we lost him on Discord necessarily, but we also lost him on Zencaster. But we lost him on Zencaster. His entire internet might have gone out. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. That or his computer broke. Are you feeling stormy? Stormy Daniels. Um, Uh, No, there's no storms, I don't think. This is raining a lot today. I guess we can just talk and make some funny jokes until he gets back, and then we'll come up with a strategy for this. Yeah, I'm about it. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros on audio feed, reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed, reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And joining us this week, a very special guest bro. He is the co-host of the Brose podcast, um, longtime, longtime fan of the show, and we're just so glad we could finally wrangle him on for this episode. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. Hey! It's good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Mm. Big fan, that's, big fan. That's good. Uh, you got anything to plug? What are you promoting this week? Um, that's great, Tim. Um, How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I cleaned half my kitchen today, which is nice. Ah, that's great. Did you lose the other half, or is it just you know, just a dividing uh, line right in the middle of the kitchen where? Uh, uh, the where, other where the half stopped. is. It was a lot of cleaning to do, so the other half is going to be finished tomorrow. It was. I got you. It's been it's been a while since I deep cleaned that kitchen, and it's been a long process to get to the point to be able to deep clean it. And so. So you did half the activities. It wasn't like you did all the activities, but you had a dividing line in the halfway point of the kitchen where you're like, "This is not my responsibility." And no, no, it, well, well, no. That's I actually grabbed every item and did only half of the cleaning. Mm. on that item so there is a line down like my my coffee maker like a yep. line down the middle where half of it's yeah. clean the other half isn't i'm gonna yeah. do the other half tomorrow that's gonna be some 50 percent decent coffee tomorrow exactly tim your thoughts coffee is great yeah i know i know you love <laughs> coffee tim, uh, two, all about two things coffee. that tim loves the most in this world are coffee and being on the brose podcast <laughs> yeah i mean Number th- number three is binge watch, uh, binge listening to almost an entire catalog of a podcast today. Yeah, was it the Brose podcast? <laughs> no, it's Escape from Poop City. Oh, nice. Oh, good. That's good. Then you can do the promo at the end of the show when we uh, when I say, "Hey Tim, we got a very special promo to do." You can you can fill us in on that, right? Fill us in on that's what? great, Tim. Thanks. Welcome <laughs> to the award winning Brose podcast. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show is that we answer questions that we bring to the table, the four of us bros. We each bring a question every episode that we want our bros to consider. It could be about current events, pop culture, life, the universe, or everything. But we also want your questions from you out there in listener land. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com but before we get to those questions we of course got to discuss what we're drinking because we don't answer the questions without a drink in hand those are the rules anyone who answers the question without a drink in hand shot on sight <laughs> excellent oh boy. that's why Stakes tim wasn't on here really for six say so does it, that's why tim wasn't here for six weeks but he's all better now and okay. on that subject tim hansen uh what are you imbibing in this evening uh, so because of my poor time management skills, I forgot to go get wine. Oh. Uh, and, uh, while living with other people, I really haven't been drinking all that much and mm. didn't really want to break into, uh, actual liquor. So I have what's left of 
the Sam Adams Cold Snap uh, that may be available <laughs> anywhere because Cold they're already <laughs> summer. See, Cold, is... <laughs> Cold Snap, right, the perfect time for it, right on the, the cusp of Memorial Day. Yeah, they like they've already switched over to Summer Ale. Martha found like the last one that she could like saw just because she saw it. just like, oh shit, this may never come around again yeah. until next winter. Yeah. Which is likely. So uh mm-hmm. Cold Snap, one of my favorite beers. Fucking mm-hmm. delicious. Already sad that Summer Ale is out because um it's not good. But uh fingers crossed Oktoberfest will be out soon. <laughs> it is still May. Uh, so, Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, looking forward to you uh, enjoying that cold snap and maybe following up with some eggnog in the second episode. Uh, never Sweeten. You teased yes. us before the episode. Teased us, the, the co host of the Brose podcast. Uh, somebody, Sean, asked uh, if you were drinking tonight. You said, you'll have to find out later. So, Rich, <laughs> are you drinking tonight? I got myself a premium can of Winnet. I believe is what it's pronounced. It is a Rose California Winnet. Okay. You got some canned um, Winnet in your hands. Delicious. Because I I literally went to the liquor store. I asked my doctor and he said, not all the time. So, which means I could drink from time to time, couple, every couple of weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, and so to still keep it light, I was like, I'll just, I'll get canned wine. This way I can save it. Like if I buy a box, um, but all I could find at the Wegmans was single can wines, which is apparently, this single can is apparently two and a half glasses of wine. So I'm keeping it light today at two and a half glasses of wine. It's a very small glass of wine. It's a 12-ounce can it, there, right? Or, yeah. It is a 12-ounce can, and apparently a glass of wine is only supposed to be five ounces. So oh, we've been fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I've often said that doctors are the dumbest people on the planet, and this is uh, further evidence uh, that you know, the oh, a glass of wine, yeah, or whoever, well, do- no, whoever the doctor cans the do- that wine is is uh, <laughs> is is with doctors as the dumbest people on the planet. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So I'm I'm drinking a California Union Grace and Delicacy Rose California. It's pretty pretty good for a can of wine. It's pretty good. I'm drinking Le Fay, uh, a, a Selection Especial uh, red wine uh, bottled in Paso Robles, California. Uh, and it is a wine that is, I believe, these are the type of grapes that are in it. 40% uh, Tempranillo, 40% Garnacha, mm, and 20% Syrah. And uh, if you're going to try to get after me about the pronunciation uh, I will immediately cop to the fact that I nailed all of those and so there's no need to email <laughs> us complimenting me on my pronunciations uh, it is red wine made from the Temperino uh, Grenache and Syrah grape varieties dark, dark cherry color with violet hues intense aroma of ripe, ripe jammy fruits with licorice spelled with a Q and violets uh, this is nice, man. This is a good wine. Uh, this is just, I plucked uh, the first red I could find off of our shelf. It is definitely a, a velvety taste. It's a, a I want to say thicker, but I guess I don't think that's really the, the appropriate term. We'll just go with thicker. It's thick and velvety. Uh, it's a, it's a very rich, uh, wine. And so if you're into that, uh, that kind of red wine, if you're a red wine, if you're a red wine drinker, you can't go wrong with this one. Mm. Is it jammy? It's Jammy Dodger. Jammy. It tastes like a cookie. Uh, all right. Delicious. Now, we have questions that each of us have brought. I also have uh, it on good authority that we received a question from a listener this week, which, of course, if you're out there in listener land and want to have your question answered on the air, uh, you can email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, would you guys like to answer the listener question? Yeah, let's do it. Well. Uh, the subject line for this question is squelchy. And the, and the body is, what word has the worst mouthfeel? And that is, of course, from longtime listener and friend of the show, Charlie Brett. So, he's offered up squelchy. What word has the worst mouthfeel? Worst mouthfeel. Hmm. Hmm. Squelchy. I actually, I, I'm going to go... I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think it's squelchy. I kind of like that. Squelchy sounds and feels good. Yeah. Makes me giggle. Yeah. That was, uh, I believe, 
that came to some prominence because of the uh, like the the subtitling people at Netflix are having a ball these days because everybody has subtitles on everything. And so mm-hmm. uh, one of the characters in Stranger Things, anytime he walked, the subtitle would be like wet squelching. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, what is that word? And then I got, I grew to appreciate it. Is that why people don't like the word moist? Is because of like the mouth? Like I don't understand why people don't like moist. No. It's not the mouth it's not feel. The, it's not it's, the, uh, it's, it's, the implication. It's the audio. And the, imp- yeah, and the audio. Go ahead, Tim. And the audio and the implication. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny. Because of the implication. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't have that big of a vocabulary, so I don't re- I can't think of any words that, like, I don't like to say because it doesn't feel comfortable to say in, in that sense. Or it's just like the has like a bad feel mouthfeel. I mean uh, uh colloquialism. Uh, I don't like it. That is a mouthful colloquialism. Yeah, like I, <laughs> in saying it I was like don't fuck it yeah. up, don't fuck it up. I, I mean all lives matter has a bad mouthfeel, so Yeah. Charlie got me on an SQ so I'm thinking like squeegee <laughs> that's less of a bad mouthfeel more of a it's giving my cheeks a workout squeegee squeegee yeah yeah I gotta maintain squeegee the, yeah uh, so I don't think it's squeegee I haven't thought about that a lot I can only think of fun words to say I have a very positive like there's there's a few words where I'm like <laughs> I got like ensconced is a fun word for me ooh I you know, agree ensconced yeah wow. Is uh so there's a there's a radio show I listen to on Fridays and they have like a little trivia game and the host when they they go he goes into a soundproof area when the when the the listener contestant is on the air and uh, and so it's like all right Joe is safely ensconced in the soundproof booth except for they're from Delco's they're safely ensconced in the soundproof booth uh, with that real hard uh, <laughs> vowel noise. I didn't so, realize my cousins were on the radio. Dude, it, it, your, your cousins are all over the new WIP morning show, my man. Uh, <laughs> it is just it is just a, a murderer's row of Delco uh, on, oh, in that no. space. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all I could think of is fun words. I know. I have, like, a very positive, like, I have a very positive relationship with the English language. Surtitious. It's a great Surtitiously, word. yes. I have... I have uh funicular in my mind that's like a vehicle of sorts i think vehicular is uh yeah, a vehicle no yeah. funicular it's, oh i it's... know what you said my point is i'm pretty yeah. sure that's not what that means funicular i think you're thinking of that kid's book about the uh, vampire bunny no a funicular <laughs> a funicular is a railroad oh, a, uh, a mountainside railroad hmm. yeah it, it, it when i i didn't mean it, it was it, it I didn't mean a meant vehicle, but it was mm. it was some sort of vehicle, and that's a fun. Oh, one. you're like thinking of the uh, the thing that runs like to the heart, brings blood to it. Yeah, those like s- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought this was going. I didn't realize there was a specific name for those angled trains. Yeah, that go yeah. up mountain cliffs. That's fucking weird. Yeah, angicular. There's like three of them in 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 Pittsburgh. Because so, that's all Pittsburgh is, is cliffs. And oh, bridges. And, yeah, and bridges. Don't forget the bridges. Yes. And the racism. Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right, then. I suppose we'll just move it right along. Uh, who's got a question they want to regale us with this evening? I got one. Right, I right. got one. Guys, it's time. <laughs> is, is it's it three months question? in the making now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's been so long. I've held this back so mm. much, but we finally have guest star Tim Hansen here. Oh, guys, I gotta go. Oh, right, shit. Rich's, uh, Rich's question was, do you have any plans for President's Day? <laughs> uh, so, the question is, do I know when President's Day is? The answer is no. It's before I today. Am, I am oh. linking an article to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the headline is that Rain Wilson calls out anti-Christian bias in The Last of Us, and this okay. came about with one of the later episodes of The Last of Us. I think it was the second to last episode. Um, uh, they encounter a gentleman who is the like the head of a uh, a, a camp, um, and it's the middle of winter, 
who um, ends up being a very religious Christian person, uh, but ends up also being a bad guy. Um, and, like, does wants to do creepy things with Ellie, and is just an all-out total creep. Um, I don't 100% remember if how... It, how closely this guy was portrayed from the game to the show. I don't think he was a uh, Christian. I don't think he had religion in the game. I think he was just a guy who was a bad guy and trying to turn his people into cannibals. Um, but I, I, I more so wanted to ask the question, like, what, what are your feelings on this idea of an anti-Christian bias in not only The Last of Us, but in Hollywood in general. Because I I kind of... It's been three months, and I've thought about this question back and forth, and initially I was like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. What else are you going to do? Like, you can't, you can't make him any other religion. But then my response goes to, well, why did you have to put him any religion at all? Like, why did you have to put religion into this? And then it's like, yeah, so maybe there was that anti-Christian bias, and I think we lost Sean again, um, mm. going into it. He heard all that shit ever. you were talking about, Christianity. He was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> hey, get fucked, Richard. Yeah. Here's the only source of material, uh, material I care about, the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, like, would, uh, like, it... You don't have to comment on The Last of Us on that episode specifically. If you've seen it, you can comment on it. Um, but in general, what is your experience with like potentially anti-Christian bias or maybe even just in general anti-religion or religion bias in Hollywood? Because I, I kind of lean to agree with Rain Wilson that there there it does seem to be a very strong anti-Christian resemblance or anti-Christian bias or anti-Christian message throughout a lot of hollywood i'll tell you in all my time in hollywood i haven't experienced any anti-christian bias like, very accepting on all the sets that i've been on uh yeah well, generally it's, it's in, fact, more... in fact i jump walking around dressed as a chaplain most of the time and they're usually like there's Casnell that we know he's here to work because he's here with the robes and no matter what role he's in he's got to be in the robes he just insists on it uh i'm kind of a dick but uh, like it's the question is it's not. It's w what you've watched. Okay. What are they portraying of I, out in what you've watched? I did. I'm being a dick, Rich. <laughs> I know. What? Thanks. Crazy. All right. Uh, um, Richard uh, reached out to me about this question, and I had already uh, was familiar with the article and some of the conversation around it. <clears throat> I've not watched uh, The Last of Us. Uh, I played the game. I thought it was fine. Uh, there was definitely some really cool stuff in it. Um, you you I, didn't miss anything by playing the game and not watching the show. It's exactly the same. I, I've heard distinctly different about that for two very specific things, and this being one of them, um, which is fine. The other one has nothing to do with this topic. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, because it's been... F fuck five years since I played the game. I re I legitimately don't remember this part of the game or the storyline. Um, so as for why would they have changed it between the game and given it this religious connotation that doesn't exist? I don't know. Um, I think putting an apocalypse <clears throat> in apocalyptic stories, there's definitely a tendency to like, how do we save ourselves? And it's a lot of people like, turn to god that's not terribly an unusual or really a far-fetched idea at all um whether it's strictly christianity or some other form of spiritualism or god and opportunity opportunists will take any opportunity that's that's literally who they are as people so i don't think it's that much of a stretch that um someone would be like ah look at all these suckers uh, and be an opportunist that's unfortunate um, for that idea or that possibility. As far as a religious bias uh, in media, um, I feel uh, maybe a little bit, but honestly, for the track record of uh, 
horrible things under the guise of supposedly being like holier than thou. Uh, the the church, the Roman, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't have a great track record. Um, but it's also a very specific kind of thing. They 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 growing up around religious people and knowing others, there is definitely a tendency towards exactly that holier than thou uh, persona or just like be be better, be higher, blah, 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 blah. We we are the right way. No one else knows what they're doing. Um, and it's like, yeah, okay, but most of those people, not most of those people, a lot of those people, because Rain Wilson's example is like, I know plenty of people of faith and none of them do, all of them are super nice people. And it's like, okay, well, that's your perspective, the people around you, but also that doesn't change the fact that the Catholic Church has had a lot of fucking incidences of the complete fucking opposite. And I have grown up around people that are just like, yes, you preach the holier than thou, but also you're a giant piece of fucking shit. So, um, and I would, I would argue that every religion that's portrayed in media has their own, um, bias or essentially is pigeonholed into how they're utilized in the story. Um, I, I think the the Catholic ones have that bigger, just like we got gotcha, you, ha 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 ha. Um, but there's also stories and things out there where it's just like, oh yeah, we're Catholic, and and that's it. It's a passing note, and it's just like, cool, these are good people. This is something more to be about it, uh, be about them. Uh, but then it's just like, all right, you have some other religions. It's like, oh, you're probably a terrorist, and it's like, no, I'm not. And then the twist at the end is, yes, they were. Or something along those lines. Or, oh, you're uh, super greedy and probably good with money, but you're not going to share money with anybody because you're a little uh, miser. Uh, for the obvious reference that that would be to, uh, but I'm not going to say it. Um, so, no, I, I think I think every religion has is portrayed in media with some form of bias. I think with the prevalence of Christianity, especially in America, and how how it is viewed and its particular track record with uh, abuse, uh, and I, I'm just going to keep saying holier than now. Um, mm-hmm. Shit makes sense. Yeah, I, like I, you are on to a point that like was something that I did cross back and forth when I was thinking about this question of. Uh, the, the, this 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 religion bias does actually it will be a product of its time as well. During the early two thousands, there was a major anti Muslim bias uh, in media and, and and turning them into terrorists because of what happened in the United States. Now, because like you said, with how prevalent a lot of the news coming out of what the Roman Catholic Church has has done in the past or or recently and whatnot. That's more what's in the forefront of possible media stories. Yeah, I mean, but specifically, there's there's so many post-apocalyptic things that it's just like, oh, this is a cult leader. They're not using religion, but they're doing the same thing. Like, so they're making it seem like, why is it every time this happens, it's Christianity? It's not. Knock it off. It's mm-hmm. just that this one happens to be. It could be any fucking religion. It's just that because most of these things are from an American perspective, from the things that the media we consume, it's less likely to be the other ones just because of prevalence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boys. Sean or Matt? <sighs> I think... So I... I'm I'm going to be honest. I watched the entire Last of Us because I <laughs> fell asleep during that episode. So I don't <laughs> So like I so I remember what happened in the game. Uh so I yeah. I watched it. Yeah. You guys didn't watch it, but you played the game. Uh, I have not watched it. I Matt. played a Did little bit of it, the Matt? game like 8 or 9 years ago. Uh no, go go right ahead. Spoil whatever you want. Do you, do you plan on it or if I if I perhaps okay, so so Ellie in, in the in the death, game right? in the show is that right? Is that what happened? I believe she kills him. I think and I think in the game as well. But like how it played out with the lodge being on fire and everything was exactly the same in both the show and the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So 
Yeah, I don't I don't recall if he was overtly Christian in the game. But I don't know. I think I think this this was a very for me kind of like surprising take from Rain because it seems like just such it's just like so tone deaf, you know what I mean? Like it's just like incredibly narrow like narrow sighted. Like obviously like a little bit like Rich said, this is a product of its time where you have a lot of, you know, Christian extremists in America doing very bad things. So it's like it's just like the reality of you know, it in 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 a post apocalyptic world, we're talking about the like you mm-hmm. are heightening, like these things will just get heightened into the future. So it's just like Things go bad. You like Christian extremists exist. So having a, you know, like Joel Osteen or like, like those, like, I want money Christians like that exists now the in a in an apocalyptic world, like that's the kind of shit they'll do. Like they'll just basically make a cult because that's what they're doing now, except the only consequence is they're taking people's money. But um, I don't know. It's just like a weird I think it was also weird because, like, usually people don't, like, it's usually only other Christians who are, like, Christians are the most oppressed group in the country. It, it's, like, very, I don't know, it's kind of, like, weird. No, weird he's, he's, yeah, yeah, the article says he's some I don't think he Buddhist. is. I think he's, like, a Buddhist or something. So, like, it, it's weird for somebody else d- using the same Christian rhetoric that I'm hearing all the, that you hear all the time where it's like, you know, we're not allowed to be Christian mm-hmm. anymore in America. And it's like, uh, shut the fuck up. I don't know, man. Like uh, I'm just <laughs> shush. Hush. There's you know, like, you know what? Like, I don't know, man. I it's, it was, it just makes sense. And like, I don't know. I I do think sometimes religion in general gets a bad rap because I think we're kind of overcorrecting a little bit. And I think there are people who are inconsiderate to people who are just practicing their religion and not hurting anybody. I think, uh, I think what, and I, I honestly think one of not pro- one of the problems with Christianity it, problems is, isn't the right, isn't the word I'm trying to think of, but like, um, one of the issues is that uh, Christianity is a is like evangelical by nature. So like Christians make it your problem that they're Christian because that's what they believe they should be doing. And like, I think we're living in a world that is more and more turning towards people should be allowed to do what they would like as long as they're not hurting anybody or like, you know, like you're not forcing anything on anyone else you should be okay and that forcing and forcing like seems like a very strong word but that's what it is like they they believe that it's their job to force christianity on you so that you'll be saved because they think if they do not do that they're shirking their duty and also like leaving you to an eternity of damnation which like Mm -hmm. the stakes for them are absurdly high you know, and so like, and I do not, I don't say this to like let them off, let Christians off, like who are pushy and uh, combative and aggressive and hateful, but like for them, the stakes are like higher than life and death. It is your eternal soul that you are you're playing with. So like, and I again, I'm not trying to be like so be so be nicer to Christians, but I'm like, I get where they're coming <laughs> from, but they need to fucking stop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know to be more you, like man. Job. <laughs> just, just, just take it on the stop. chin. Mm-hmm. He Poor got Job. rocked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Poor Job. If you want to yeah, find bias, you will find bias. If you want to again, feel oppressed, you will feel oppressed. I, not being familiar with the specific source material here, I mean, I hope Rain Wilson's never seen Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I I do think there is a, some <laughs> merit to the idea that it, it, 
But see, the thing is, like, I, I also don't consume enough of all television and, and movies nowadays. I don't think anybody really does to make a broad assumption that everybody in Hollywood is anti-Christian because anytime you see a Christian mm-hmm. in a piece of media, you know, they're, they're portrayed in negative light. And I think you could also point to decades and decades of Jimmy Stewart style Christian characters who were portrayed in a positive light and in a, in a rose sepia toned positive light uh, as, okay, we're correcting for that a little bit because, you know, there are some people who have taken advantage of the faith and especially in a show like the last of us, where uh, again, I will presume that in a post-apocalyptic world, you don't trust anybody. And so, you know, you're going to get the worst version of any sort of, stereotype i guess uh everybody's a villain everybody's out to get you so i it's sort of a long way of saying i don't really i i, I don't know i mean like, like if, if you want to find positive role models for for christianity you know make it yourself or uh watch a hallmark movie because uh, because they, they have them there. Uh, if you want a, a cartoon character, otherwise you're going to get some complicated portrayals of of any uh, belief system, whether it's Christianity, whether it's uh, the, the the faith of the nation of Islam, uh, or or Judaism, or what have you. Your your good good art will have complicated and conflicting uh, and multi layered portrayals of any religious group or secular person or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, that's generally what I think. You, you, you also have to uh, account for the fact that this is a story. And if you have a Christian character who is just a good person and doesn't bother anybody, that's not a story. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you're not going to see the Christian who is just acting like being a good person and because that's just what they should be doing. Like the reason that these people are getting pointed out is because like they are doing the opposite, you know, they are like, it's, I don't think, I think the, the, like the idea isn't just Christians are bad. It's like these specific Mm. Christians are bad because they aren't, they're being unchristian. You know, it's not, it's not like, I don't think, I don't think anybody's making blanket Christians are bad like people are being like Christians can be hypocritical and when they're hypocritical, it can hurt a lot of people because there are a bunch of people who are following them who maybe aren't hypocrites or just like, aren't like doing any higher level um, analysis of what's going on. And that's, you know, that's not great, but it's sometimes you can't expect the world from everything. And and that's kind of like the reasonable, the unfortunate nugget in all these, in most of the stories that do something along these lines of his type of cult is like the people in it, they, they want a home. They, they want to be part of something. They want help. So like, they are not being shitty necessarily. Um, And it's just like, no, they, they don't know that anything is wrong because normally the person doing those things is doing those behind the scenes or finds that one person that is also a piece of shit. He's like, all right, you're, you're going to help me be shitty, but we got to keep it on the DL. So it's like, all right, you do my dirty work, but I, I am the helper. I'm the leader. So like they put out that good intention. And then people who are genuinely good people and have those good intentions and have that strong faith in looking for that community in an uncertain and terrible world, get taken advantage of, but they don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's unfortunate but and, uh and, yeah very well put sean much more succinct and, than my ramble <laughs> and on uh on another note uh on sean saying and commenting it's a story uh, i want to quote our friends over at escape from poop city one of the fellows in one of the episodes had said um it that all stories are fake if you don't like how it is close your eyes imagine it different and there you go it's a new story oh steve <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I thought it was Steven. I wasn't sure, though. Any other thoughts? I listened to that today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're good here. All right, who's got a question? But I'm genuinely going to be so bummed if 
my audio fucks up this episode. <laughs> and after weeks and weeks of waiting for that specific question, mm. it doesn't ever get released. On that I'm note, so mad. do you have a question? Uh, yes, I do. Um, hmm. What? Okay, so that was kind of heavy. We just talked about religion. So what is a fun fact that you learned recently? And I, I, I learned recently in a, like, just like a random video, uh, that a theory as to why some languages are written left to right, like English. And some are right to left, like Hebrew and Arabic, are because of the writing implements that were available to the people as the languages were being, not like being developed, but like when writing uh, first, when people first started writing in cultures where paper was common, you get left to right because you have right handed scribes going across the paper and you don't want to smudge them. And when it's right to left, it's when people were carving with stone because they would hold the hammer in their dominant right hand and move from right to left across, like hitting it in. So then you can see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's a theory of why that is. Because obviously we don't. (laughs) Somebody just made a decision a long time ago and we're living with it. But that that is a theory as to why that decision was made. That's a good one. Which makes it it a little bit. I like it. That's a fun fact. Uh, mine's less of a fact and more of like an interesting little story uh, that I'm totally stealing from another podcast that stole it from a third podcast that's still probably also stole from a podcast. Um, so shout out to Bert Kreischer. Um, so <laughs> apparently there was this World War II uh, vet that, <clears throat> uh, what was it? The USS, I don't, I don't remember, some ship that uh he was on uh him and his best friend and he got shot in the leg survived uh within the last couple lived to like 95 or something ridiculous uh recently died and well was cremated but instead of being like on somebody's mantle or like spread it across this memorial or something like that um in his will and he set money aside for it paid scuba divers to take his ashes and then go put put them on the sunken ship that he survived off of so that they were like he's part of that history he's like the fact that my brothers Hmm. couldn't make it out of here i want to be with them but also i don't want to just be in the ground no one gives a shit about the ground like eventually they're just never going to come back but like people will, this is a part of our history that people will always come back to, mm. and I will be there for it. It's like, ah, interesting perspective. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice too. Because I was just thinking, like, what do I want people to do when I die? Because like I don't give a shit. But I think I like I want people to do whatever makes them feel good, and I genuinely think. Like, mm-hmm. this kind of is a win-win for him. Because, like, he has... He knows that, like... he's It's it's something that's important to him. But also will give mm-hmm. his loved ones, like... A, I think, like, a real nice sense of closure. And it's like, okay. And we've done something to help, you know, like... This was his last wish, and we've accomplished it. And so, like, you know, we can kind of close that chapter. And that's, that's nice. I too. like it. That's a good, that's a win-win. To be 100% honest, I've been super stressed over the past two weeks that I cannot think of any sort of fun facts <laughs> or anything, fu- a lot of fun in general. Mm. Um, so here's my fun fact. Oh. I'm under 300 pounds, guys. Get him. Thank you. Hell yeah. Here's a fun a fact. Champion. There is a growing number of self-checkout lines in grocery stores, bakeries, and airports that now ask you to leave tips. What? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Tip for who? Uh, Myself? Oh, do I get money back? <laughs> you would think. Miraculously, somehow, that money winds up in 
someone else's hands. <laughs> they asked for the tipping. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. That's... Are are you tipping like? Because usually, I like at Wegmans, there's someone who like ushers people and helps them if they need help. Are are they the ones getting the tip? Like those, those the rest of the staff, presumably. <laughs> that's weird. I. Nope. You don't you don't give a tip mm. to the actual cashier who rings you out. Never have. Uh, why, why would oh, it sounds that like be Tim's anti worker doesn't even tip the cashier. <laughs> like, if it was like <laughs> self checkout for, <sighs> I don't know, like Chipotle or like something more complicated where it's like, oh, you are actually preparing my food. But I or I just happened to order through this screen to expedite the process. Maybe I could see that. Except all of those places actually have a cashier that you talk to, and then they give you your food and whatnot. <laughs> but like, like McDonald's has self checkout and self ordering. Ooh, it, I mean that might be the old my old man take on it. Is like that's where I draw the line. Is McDonald's doesn't count. Find one of those pre-made me- meals at uh, Wegmans. Somebody had to put together that compound <laughs> chicken and rice. Hmm. Yeah, but they're not going to be the ones getting yeah, the not, fucking not, tip. Th- not, not from you. That's and for damn sure. <laughs> Definitely not from me. <laughs> Yo, if I could go up to that sushi guy and be like, like hey, bro, got all Tim Hansen it. over here. By the way, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's patently absurd. Much. I just want to keep needling Tim about this. Uh, it is that so it's so upsetting because what i'm seeing like i i'm seeing that and i'm seeing like people putting uh like restaurants putting like cost of living charge on their receipts as like an extra fee and like the reality is that these are business owners putting the cost of employing their people on us like I don't want to pay them a living wage, well, so like that's the you thing. Um, feel bad and give there's them money. a restaurant in Philly, Mission Taqueria, um, that they will charge gratuity on all checks, no matter how big how big or small the party is, because they pay their servers like minimum wage, like the right wage. So it's like to counterbalance the um, us paying them more we are charging you more by the gratuity is going to the restaurant because we're paying them a normal wage wage and they'd even sounds like so a bad business too. model Wait, so so, so their servers don't so live off the tips. their servers so, okay are they paying the minimum wage or the right what it wage? sounds like Rich is saying is that you can thing. pay a server a lower minimum wage than you can pay your standard <laughs> hourly employee and this restaurant is paying them like whatever the actual hourly rate is for a normal employee in Philadelphia as opposed to the lower server yeah. wage that you can get away with because they get tips when you're a yeah. ser- like 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 when I was a ser- I, I, it, they charge you gratuity. I, I, it goes. They, I think they told us like two percent of it goes to charity, and then the other eighteen percent actually does go towards like their wages and everything like that. Well, that sounds dumb as fuck. You were forcing me to donate on your behalf out of my pocket. Uh, That's bullshit. Just well. It's such a that's such a bizarre thing to do though to me because but, like then just. Yeah, pay figure your, out like just make your figure out effective pricing then, for your business model. But like, then don't be bad like, at business. It's a way. It's a way yeah, to why? get around people. Like yes, you can <laughs> charge people more on your bill, but then people aren't going to know that the people are then going to still tip their servers, and their servers are then going to making whatever their 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 wages plus their tips instead of the restaurant explaining. Your gratuity is going towards would, their tips and argue. other things because we pay them a regular wage. Uh, I, I would argue that the I completely agree. Get paid a good wage and also tips. I think. <laughs> I, I, I get I, think, I get the description that, and the justification, uh, but also I, I, that's bullshit. Either be either be awesome for your yeah. employees, or 
don't. Or don't. I don't know. It's it just yeah. I think it just seems like real, like shady, and just I don't. It just seems needlessly complicated. Like I think the ideal the ideal situation is Mission Barbecue pays their people a good wage and also accepts tips and then also donate two percent of their profits to whatever charity and like make all those things known. But I I it seems. Uh, like the thing is i think my a server can go and have a slow shift and get paid a normal wage and not have to worry about not getting tips that day because they didn't have to work off tips we get it we're saying that that should be the standard it should be yeah yeah that should be the standard or if you're going to be a great (laughs) employer do that but also let them keep their tips I mean, like you this, can... this, I, I can almost guarantee. Yeah, just I can't I almost guarantee, I... but like just general ballparking numbers off the top of my head. That sounds like they are, in fact, probably making more money off of tips, and the employees are potentially making less money than they would have off of tips. That part maybe not, but that sounds like they're making more money or being able to get enough money for donations for some sort of tax write off to help them with their finance, like. That sounds like they're offsetting all of their problems to the customer rather than just we're going to be good people. Not even offsetting their problems. Trying to look like they're doing a good thing but still benefiting themselves more than the good thing they're I'm trying to do. I'm shocked that a business is trying to pass off higher costs to the customer. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never How heard of that before. How dare they? But but mm-hmm. yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you have the pricing structures and you have it built in, it's like, okay, these prices of increased costs for X, Y, and Z come about this way. If you're adding gratuity, that's percentages that potentially and more than likely offset or will escalate higher faster than any of the higher prices for the other things. Like, that sounds... And I, I could be wrong. It's distinctly possible. But it's like, if you, it's like, oh, well, this costs this much, this costs this much, this costs this much. But if we just slap a, because I know beef products will always cost more than all these other products. But if you're just slapping 15% or 20% gratuity on fucking everything, depending on what people buy versus what's actually more expensive and the cost of your employees, you are bringing in more money versus the offset expenses that you are justifying for that gratuity. Potentially, could also and inflation was really high this past year. Highly unlikely. You got a guy got up to twenty percent. Correct, and prices went up fucking everywhere. I'm talking about this specific situation. It sounds like they potentially did both things: increase prices, but also I mean, this gratuity thing. Uh, hmm. Pot- potentially, I don't know. <laughs> likely talking out my ass because I'm a ventriloquist. Gross. Any, any yeah. other thing? <laughs> nice yeah yeah i don't i don't know mission i don't know Tuckeria. what i don't know what mission barbecue is doing mission barbecue but, is a different uh, place i think oh mission taqueria oh okay then i have no idea what i'm talking about i don't know anything about this place and i could i think all of us are uh you know self-professed dummies and we could all be misinterpreting what's going on and that's okay you know <laughs> but i think it's it's it seems to me as explained that it's it seems a little bit tricky like because if i see gratuity i'm like okay they're just i don't have to do any math and they're gonna pay them what i would give them anyway but from what rich is saying i would think that but what actually is happening is i'm paying more money to yeah, the restaurant because if if they're bringing them up to charity, I guess. which minimum wage it's like okay based on my bill um highly likely i'm giving that server anywhere between 10 and 25 dollars depending how much i fucking ate at a taqueria i don't know so that is already that one tip is already more than minimum wage so like i feel like the servers are being robbed on that aspect because that is going to make them more money Mm -hmm. i i will say i don't know how much they actually get paid I just assumed at the moment at least minimum wage because ah, they're coming to the says, table with a question with incomplete information, Richard. 
No, I didn't come to the table. I was just commenting on the on <laughs> the fact that some places that do that, like the menu of the place says, like we pay our servers a proper wage, so we charge more off of gratuity to offset the proper wage or something like that. I can't one hundred percent remember what it says. What a fun! What a fun fact! This it was, was also it was a it's been fun fact. It's been a, a couple job, of terrible fucking there. fact. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Tim Anson, do you have a question? Wait, what was, was the, your the, fun fact? The machines, the self-service machines that take tips. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I already forgot. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask us, Tim? It's been a minute. <clears throat> it has been a minute. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have a question. Um, but I have a series of sure. responses. Uh, for some of the episodes right. and questions I have missed. If uh, you would allow me a chance to respond, can handle that. No, it, it'll be it'll be like a combination of uh, my question and my take, if if you would allow. Uh, so first off, Alex is my favorite I'll replacement. Allow. That is also myself. Had uh, <laughs> five other children mm-hmm. in a trench coat. Uh, really sad. I got to miss. Uh, being in the same room as him, as always. Um, it's really nice when he writes me birthday cards to myself. Um, yep. Um, as for sh- uh, Sean's wonderful drink forever or eat forever question, uh, I was already going to disagree with Rich before he's like, Tim's going to disagree with me just because I picked this. And it's just like, no, I'm team drink 100% all the way. <laughs> Do you think do you think this guy who fucking loves beer and whiskey is going to choose food? Are you shitting me? No way. No way in hell. Um Sorry if I put you guys on the spot with the corporate lies. I forgot that not everyone has a job that uh that, that, that would be bad if they potentially said something it could be either fired or caught up in some form of litigation so my bad <laughs> oops um, i mean if you want to see my corporate lies join my discord you can see all me complaining about yeah. my my job um matt i'm proud that you told a different uh trocadero story mm, for your favorite yeah. band moments it's it's instead of like the seventh time of telling that story and i i do think my favorite part about listening back on episodes whether i'm in them or not is one if i if if i come up with the same response like as i'm doing it because i as soon as i walk out of this room i'm gonna forget everything we just said nature of the beast so what it's like if i'm driving to the car and listening Mm -hmm. to an episode and then i make a joke in real life and then I immediately make the same joke on this show. I'm like, nice consistency. Um, so I thought, like, as Matt yeah. was like, well, I've got a story. And I was like, Here's come, <laughs> here comes the fucking send in the Unicitus again at the Trocadero. He can't do it again. And then immediately Matt's like, I'm not going to tell the same story. I in always tell defense, I was like, oh, good. I only tell it so often because we've asked the same question, like, 15 to 20 times and every time it's like it's a favorite concert favorite That's live event crazy. Like, well, here it is still still uh-huh. 1a yeah um <laughs> remember can't wait to read uh some chuck tingle pen <laughs> i i literally oh, yeah. spit out the drink i was drinking while driving when you when you mentioned Pounded by the pound, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. And I I loved it because I immediately got the joke. And then Matt's like, wait, can you say it again? And then he's like, oh, now I get it. I checked out the subtitle. I got to laugh at it twice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Chuck Tingle can't be real. It's a lot. Um... (laughs) Richie falling in reverse is a great band. Uh, fuck people if they you can't like that band. Suck my dick. I don't care. Um, I, yeah, Donnie Racky could be problematic. 
uh, he he's done his time. As in if I recall jail. correctly, he's the problem wasn't out. the content uh, of the band, but it was, it was something behind the scenes that this this character did that wasn't great, right? Well, there's there's a lot of things potentially. I mean, he's an abrasive personality, which there are plenty <clears throat> on Twitter that we don't cancel and say fuck it. He also does have an entire song called Zombified, which is the point of fuck cancel culture, which is very on the nose. But find me a rock star that has... There are very good rock stars that have not done horrible, terrible things or just like an aggressive thing, like throwing a microphone into the audience or a microphone stand. It's like, yeah, bands do shit. It happens. Someone got hit. That sucks. He's not dead. He's okay. He's fine. But they're like, I, he seems... fuck this guy for that. And it's like, yeah. okay. There is some essay allegations, um, which uh, at least one of those people has pretty much said the same thing about it. He also assaulted someone at Six Flags. It's like, eh. uh, yeah. So, like, he definitely has anger management issues. Uh, he spent time in prison for the person that died as a result of a fight that they both got in it's like if you there are two people in a fight i don't know if he started it um but also most uh, at least one of those uh allegations was proven false and then he won the defamation case not saying it didn't happen could have blah 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 but it's like if you could separate the artist and the art enjoy music it's good mm-hmm. music whatever um uh and then kind of on uh, the fact that we talk way too fast out here uh and alex being made fun of or told to slow the fuck down um i was listening to escape from poop city with martha today and she paused or yesterday one of those days and she paused and she's like i realize what's really different between you guys Except for Sean, you all talk way too fast. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But that's because that's what we do. We talk like we talk. That's it. Mm. And Sean is just a genuinely, extremely thoughtful and elo- more eloquent than me, at least, individual. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't even know. I don't. I've never thought about it. I guess I may. I don't know. I've never thought. I I've never thought about mm-hmm. the the velocity at which I speak, and I and I don't. But I don't like. No. I'm not sitting here, like, man. <laughs> you're, everyone's you're, talking you're, so you're much chill. faster. Than you me. got your own thing. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and, and there's definitely points where it's like, all right, here's an idea, and you'll like rattle through it. Like in even in some of that explanation, your cadence changed like twice, and it fits. But uh, so yeah, Martha said we talk mm-hmm. too damn fast, and uh, that's never gonna change. That's all I got. Hmm. Never. I, d- I do have a question for next round that is me stealing from Escape that. from Poop City, but I really liked it, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got any other feedback for us? Next time. That's loud, I think. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I'm excited to be back. And uh, I love uh, you, bros. Love you, too. I love you, too. I, I was genuinely... Last time, I was very excited that Alex was here, and I had a great time. Also, uh, an early plug, uh, get his album just came out today. So so Alex Kesnell and the board of of directors. So I would everything is important. But I'd recommend getting it. I bought it. It's it's really good. It's very very good. Uh, mm Hmm. Uh. It is a, I don't know. I've, I, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but like, I, he is, it is, mm-hmm. he is a very good songwriter and I, it's, it is really nice to listen to. Um, I forget what I was saying. Cause I, oh, I was going to say less. So last time, the, so you, it was two times in a row you weren't here the first time. I think, cause you, you're a little bit more, um, fluid in terms of your schedule so sometimes like you not showing up yes 
a, a little bit more frequent than anyone else. So like when you don't show up, I'm I'm bummed, but I'm like okay. But then you didn't show up the second time. I was genuinely so upset. I was like fuck. I was like man, I was I was really looking forward to talking to you, and I was Sorry. like damn it, like <laughs> I have to wait till next time. It was I was yeah I was I was stoked. I, I wanted to preface it was I was stoked to be honest because I, I wasn't bummed that we had the episode, but I was very much like, fuck, man. I don't get this. <laughs> I, I need that's my not, dose. That's not normal for me. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Get that in. Mm, that's Straight a little different. Main line mm, of Tim. Yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> my question is very simple. Does anyone have a couple of bucks on them? I'm getting some together for the government. Because mm. they're about to run out of money. Is there, are, they're gonna they're gonna I hit get, the debt ceiling. It's bad, so we're gonna give them a couple the of debt ceiling for that. I got fifty five cents. I can throw them. I feel like they should just oh, start a nice. GoFundMe or a Patreon. Or Seems to work for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some Mitch McConnell tchotchkes. Maybe an Etsy shop. Supplement their income. Get some custom <laughs> like throw pillows and stuff. Yeah. They can get a get a deal with uh, Funko to get mm. uh, state representative Funko mm. Pops out there and have all the collectors getting them. Proceeds go to the debt, uh, lowering the debt ceiling, lowering mm. the uh, national debt. That'd be funny if they did the wrong <laughs> thing and they lowered the debt ceiling by accident, just immediately. <laughs> like that Rugrats episode where they like the kids like press a button and all the stocks just go up and then he presses the other button and suddenly they all go down everybody just flips their fucking lid the same thing with the debt ceiling wait wait are you telling me are you telling me the debt ceiling isn't an actual retractable ceiling that they've just been in, like just putting higher it's and the higher for it's the, the roof of sofi stadium in los angeles they've just been stacking the debt up to that and they okay. have to close it now because it's going to rain see okay, everything yeah, yeah, okay, you know yeah, yeah. about the sky is a lie the sky oh, is the wow. dead ceiling man this is why negotiations have taken so long kim shows up and he's like guys you're not thinking about this the right way and they get so confused they just say like well we'll talk again in like a week Gotta bring but I brought gummies. brownies. You don't need debt when you got these blondies. I'm a gummies kind of guy. Could you bring me those instead? No. <laughs> me and gummies don't get along. All right. Any other thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything like that? Uh, no. Nah. Well, I guess we should call it an episode this is of course an episode of the brose podcast which you can find on all major podcasting platforms you can follow us on twitter at brose underscore podcast on facebook at brose podcast and on instagram at brose underscore podcast and if you have a question you want us to answer on the air email it to brose questions at gmail.com that's brose questions at gmail.com special thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our questions to tess riley for editing our show to the great shannon vogel who designed our world famous logo you can find shannon's work at shannon vogel photography and art on facebook or on our shop at etsy.com and our theme music is when by steven siebert you can listen to steven's work at the free music archive it's time for plugs and twitter handles rich we'll start with you Check me out at B underscore Walnuts on Twitter, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, where I'll be video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, on the 3rd of June is my two-year stream anniversary, and uh, I think you guys should uh, come check it out. We'll be playing some Mario Kart. Uh, there's a subathon going, so the more you guys sub to me, the more you guys send me bits, the longer I'll be live on stream. Um, and if we reach other sub-goals, I'll extend the limit to the subathon. There's also tournaments for Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. So you should come check that out. Uh, also, check me out uh, on uh, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Sean O'Brien. You can find me on Twitter at HeyTSOB. And you can find me throwing frisbees at Obi Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it's Obi underscore Disc Golf. And just as a little aside, I ran into a dude 
again when I was out playing frisbees mm. who had who had recognized me from my YouTube like two years ago. And he and I just like ran into him again. And he was like, "Oh, I remember you." And I was like, "I remember you." <laughs> and uh, so I'm gonna maybe I'll make a video just for that guy. And I'll just be like, "Hey, you." Misconnections for frisbee. Ago, we ran into each Very other. Very serendipitous. Again, let's let's get it. Tim Hansen. Uh, you can find me at Twitter yelling into the void or doing absolutely nothing at Tim R. Hansen. Would you like to tell us about our friends at the Poop City Podcast? Oh my God, would I love to! Uh, for our longtime listeners or mid-range listeners, I don't know, uh, you may remember the anchor persons, Gene and Greg. Well, they're back. And forget the aliases. It's Steven and Charles, and they are escaping, poop, escape from Poop City. Uh, same wonderful puns, less pun jail so far from what I've noticed. I, I've been binge listening to their show today because uh, I went from a good fan to a terrible fan, and now I'm trying to work back into their good graces. Um, if you enjoy our, uh, sense of humor, you're going to love the puns, the wonderful pop culture references from across the decades. Um, and whereas they used to do primarily focused news bits, now it's a little more freeform, bringing some stories. And if shit gets too dicey, which it definitely, it definitely gets some, uh, some stressful stuff. They'll pull that ripcord on their parachute, do a little escape thought experiment, uh, the only one I can think of is the Uma Thurman one. That's definitely going to be in their promo. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to remember some for the next one. But uh, hilarious show. Great guys. Good conversations. Get out there. Subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And my plug for this week, as Sean alluded to, is the fact that as we are recording this, the day we are recording this, my brother Alex Casnell and his band, Alex Casnell and the Board of Directors, released their debut album, their full-length debut, Everything's Important and Nothing Matters. Uh, this is available on their Bandcamp page. You can also uh, stream it on most, most streaming platforms. Uh, and look, I'm going to read you a review of their single, which has two other songs on it, because you can go to Bandcamp and buy the album for $7, the physical or the digital copy, or you can buy it as a combo with their single, Landlocked, which has two songs that aren't on the full-length album. That's just another dollar. I'm going to read this to you. This is from a website called Add to Want List regarding the new single, written about a month ago. I've been chewing on this one for a few weeks now, and I'm not exactly sure why, but the debut single of Alex Casnell and the Board of Directors from Cincinnati, Ohio, continues to fascinate me. Landlocked is a heartfelt lamentation about contemporary America, sung poetry with sparse musical arrangement that could erupt at any moment, which it doesn't. Victoria is a guitar-driven indie rock track about more personal love and heartbreak with equally clever lyrics like, Tori, you're always haunting me, can't get you to fade from memory. Goosebumps, right? That's a review of Alex Casnell and the Board of Directors' debut single, and so they've got that and their full length available on their Bandcamp page, so go check it out. That's all, everybody. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.